what we do here is go back, 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 back. All right. This podcast is delicious. It I'm is, Mark. man. It is. It is. I'm already upset. I spilled my coffee. I don't have milk. I had to use almond milk, and it looks curdled in my coffee. Already not happy. Okay. If this is your first time uh, listening to this podcast, that is Marco Timpano. He's a purist for many things, but especially coffee. And the fact that he had to put almond milk in his coffee... Uh, I mean, this is like two two extra hours of therapy today for for, for a Marco Tempano. This is not good. It just looks curdled. I don't have the right. Can you? I don't know if you can see, but it just looks curdled. I don't know if I, I just, should. Be I wonder if this. we can work up to the whining and I not guess, start with the whining okay. right out of the gate. I'm Ali Hassan. Welcome to this podcast. is delicious. We don't always start with negativity. Sometimes we start on a on a positive vibe, but unfortunately, uh, you know, the the uh, the lay of the land today, Marco, is is. There is negative negativity built into it. However, yes, it's silver linings. It's silver linings. It's silver linings. Right? Yeah, maybe yeah. not a playbook, but it's silver lining. Maybe you could use it as a playbook. This One is this favorite. podcast is delicious for you, new listeners. Is a podcast about food, drinks, and us just kind of talking about it, having experience. We we don't have an intro right now, so our our podcast isn't queued up for new listeners. So I just want to let them know. What yeah, absolutely. To to. Yeah, absolutely. And and Marco, you and I have been lucky enough to travel a little bit lately. Yes. <laughs> Winnipeg. Thank you very much. Uh, I was in a few different cities recently, and so were you. Um, it's not the best time for air travel. No, it's, it's not. not the, the greatest time to go to our city, Toronto, uh, Pearson's Air, uh, Pearson Airport, Toronto's Pearson Airport. Not a great time. Um, other airports seem to be doing fine. Yeah, ours no, not so My much. return here has been great. <laughs> Just you know, but the days of getting to Pearson Airport ninety minutes before your flight are uh, out the window. Yeah, no, you've got out to arrive early. Arrive early and bring a snack is what I can tell you, based on my experience at the airport before I went to Calgary slash Banff, Alberta. Never had a bad meal in Alberta. I gotta say, Alberta the restaurants. If you're looking for a place to go, a getaway. Let me suggest going to Calgary and taking a day trip or an overnight trip to Banff and Lake Louise because it's just, it's God's country. The food was fantastic. As soon as Marco told me he was going to Calgary, I was ready and armed with restaurant recommendations. And I don't think people look at Calgary as a food destination. That right. is your loss, my friend. your There's loss. great food to be eaten there. And there's neighborhoods, right? There's neighborhoods. There's places you can walk around and have like lunch, snack, and dinner in the same area, especially if your hotel is close by or if you're Airbnb or wherever you're staying, friends are close by. It's, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Calgary. Yeah, so am I. Edmonton, on the other hand. Oh, just really? Kidding. I have some, no, I have some okay. great, great recommendations there. It's just harder, in my experience, to find, um, uh, stuff that's close by to each other. Right? I you, gotta, see, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta move. You gotta, you gotta be in a car. You gotta be going, you know, yeah. you gotta travel. You gotta commute in Edmonton. But um, this is not about that. This is no, about where you've eaten, where I've eaten and some, some service mishaps and how they were, um, how they were rectified. Yeah. Handled. Sure. So we're going to the airport. And as you said, YYZ, which is Toronto's airport code is a mess. So we went there with plenty of time. And we were just flying, you know, nationally. So we, one would think 90 minutes, like you said, but we were there three hours before. Jeez. And of course, when you're there with that time ahead, you get through right away. We got through 10 minutes. <laughs> so we're like, okay, 
That's hilarious. Okay, so we're like, okay, we now we have all this time. We're at our gate, and we're like, we have all this time. It's a one o'clock flight. We haven't had breakfast because we were out of the house by nine. And so um, we're like, okay, let's have a meal. And we notice that there's a pub inside the terminal right next to our gate. We're like, let's sit at the pub. This is the Mill Street Pub. Are we naming pubs? I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name it, but it is not the Mill Street Pub. Just Okay. There's another pub. Okay. Good, good, good. And um, yeah, there's a restaurant I always go to. Sure. Roger Mooking's mm-hmm. restaurant, um, and hopefully we'll have Roger as a guest on on this show at some point. I've uh, befriended him uh, in, in recent years. He was on Canada Reads. But yeah, there's a few good restaurants. I would love for there to be more, given how many people are traveling through Pearson. But I think when you're in the international terminal, you get yeah. a little bit more exposure to uh, some great stuff. But... When they're good, they're great. Yeah, and Mookin's restaurant is fantastic. Once again, it's not that restaurant. I'm not going to name the restaurant. I'm, I'm going to stop guessing. All yeah, right? How stop about that? guessing. <laughs> <not naming>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm at a pub, and we're sitting outside of the pub, kind of on a table that's just just happens to be outside, and we're like really happy. We're like we're just going to have a nice long meal before our flight, and really enjoy it. So I say to my wife, "Why don't we start with nachos? Let's not order everything right away. So can we can really pace." the the meal and that way we can stay here and not feel like oh we ate and we're what we're time of the day table. is this is this 7 a.m nachos no. and you're doing tequila shots no it's, a, it's no a this is around breakfast at the pub had just closed so we're talking at 11 o'clock my flight is at one okay so we're like okay we're gonna be here for an hour and a half let's really just stay and enjoy and, and enjoy a meal and just eat drink and be merry so mm. i said why don't we start with nachos we can start, we can pick at them, we can do all our things on social media, we can just get ourselves, and then we'll order whatever we want to order. And so it's a pub, so we think nachos, safe. So we get the chicken nachos, which is the only thing on the menu. They came out, and I thought, how does a pub not not be able to bring not proper nachos? They looked, I don't know, you tell us, Marco, how they, does a pub not be able to? Uh, they looked horrible there was very little cheese you could order extra tree cheese for three dollars but i'm like i don't need excessive cheese i just need the appropriate amount of cheese and the chicken looked off there was something about these chicken bites that just didn't look right they looked a little gray they looked a little bit i don't know it almost seemed to me like they took scraps of chicken from what people hadn't eaten scraped it off and put it on our on our nachos so i took a bite of the chicken i'm like not having the chicken amanda took a few bites she goes this chicken doesn't seem right i'm like Okay, let's not have the chicken. The waiter was either busy, but it didn't seem busy at that time, but they weren't coming by. And we're like, okay, well, we had these nachos. We kind of picked at them. And then Amanda was not feeling well. Neither was I. Oh, no. This yes. is your anniversary week, anniversary yeah. trip. By yeah. the way, listeners, these guys, you know, they want to get some food in them. They want to get loaded. They want to go do it in the airplane bathroom. Like they've got plans. Yeah, we and have this is getting in the way. Tons of plans. So, yeah. My wife is sick and I'm like, and she comes back. I'm like, I'm sorry. I forced this, this, um, this agenda, nacho agenda on you. Right. And she's like, I need something in my stomach because I can't get on the plane. I feel horrible. So she says to the waiter who finally comes and says, we're not happy with this. What's good here. What can I have? That's just not going to make. And she's like, I don't know. Uh, and my wife's like, how's the veggie burger? And she's like, it's it's good. So my wife orders the veggie burger. I'm like, I'm not touching any of this. I walked to Tim Hortons, got myself a donut and a coffee to settle my stomach because, you know, sweets and coffee does it for me. We have it. And at this point, we're kind of pissed off. The waiter's still not coming. We're like, let's just pay and go to our gate. We paid in our, we went to our gate. And that's when I opened my computer because I was upset. 
So I went on the website for this conglomerate and there was a chat screen. So I chatted. I said, hey, at my gate, this is what happened. Not happy, blah, 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 blah. And the chat person says, I will direct this to wherever it needs to go. I get an email. And in the email, it's a bit snarky. It's like, I wish you would have told a manager you weren't happy with the food at the time. But I wish I w- a manager would have showed their face in the one hour that I was sitting there. That's right. It's that? not my job to connect with managers. Managers should be circling and checking how uh, patrons are, especially when we tell the waiter, listen, we were not happy with this. It's not our job to go seek out. And we were trying to avoid going inside because we just wanted to be careful in this COVID world, right? So this person writes... I've credited you the nachos, um, so I just wish you would have talked Hold to the manager, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. had paid for the nachos? We paid for everything. Nothing was taken off our menu. What the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And I had said in the in the chat, I'm like, I think someone needs to do a quality control. I didn't say we want our money back. I was just saying we were disappointed. My wife was ill, blah, blah, blah. And this person says, I've credited your credit card for the, for the nachos. I wish you would have told... I wish you would have told uh, the manager. And I was like, hold on, this is not going to fly. So I wrote back, I go, look, here's the thing. The only thing I wanted was quality control because that stuff made me sick. It made my wife sick. And if people come to the your pub in the, in the airport, the last thing they should do is feel sick before they get on a plane. So mm-hmm. someone needs to check this out. And, and, and so I kind of detailed what happened and then I got a, and I go, and I'm happy to talk to head office, to send an email to head office to explain exactly what happened and why your person wasn't around your manager, blah, blah, blah. And then the person's tune changed mm. and they were like, oh, I didn't realize your wife got sick, blah, blah, blah. Usually food poisoning doesn't happen that soon, blah, 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 explanation. How can we make this right? So I was like, all right, you want to know how we can make this right? So I was like, first and foremost, have somebody come and check the quality of your food, as I've said three times at this point. Secondly, I'm at gate 31, and I need a massage on my feet real bad. Did you oh, go this was this was long after that. We were home at this you, you point, right? Back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I said, I don't want to pay for this meal that made us sick because it started off our trip on, on a bad foot, and I don't think I should be paying for food that made my wife sick. So that was the other thing. And I go, and if you want me to show up at your restaurant, I'm certainly not going to pay money to come back ever to your restaurant after my experience, you want me to come back, you know, give me an incentive to do so. So the person handled this right. Eventually they finally wrote, we have credited your account. We're sorry. I didn't realize what happened. We didn't understand the full scope of your thing. You know, they didn't say they were going to send someone to, to look at the quality of the food. I hope they do. And then mm-hmm. they said, and we're going to send you a hundred dollar gift card in hopes that you'll come back. And so I'm waiting for the $100 gift card, but I was very pleased to see that this person eventually handled it to make me as a customer feel like, okay, you know what? I will give them a second chance. You haven't lost me as a customer. I'm not going to badmouth you. Well, I am right now, but I won't say your name. Uh, but, But you handled a bad situation and made it better. And I think that's what people in the service industry have to do. When a situation happens, if you want to retain that customer and keep them as a loyal customer, you want to handle it so that they feel like they've been heard that something's going to be done and that you care. And that happened here. You know, I normally I, I like to call, call you a whiny bitch, but here right. I feel like you know, my hands are tied. It's not a great situation. And no. I think you handled it the best you could. And I, I get it too. You know, COVID does play a role in, in many different ways. COVID probably plays a role not just in your not wanting to go in and, you know, is a manager here, just want to have a word, yeah. you know, get in more people's faces. 
particularly before you're going on a little vacation. Sure. But also COVID probably pays, plays a role with staffing and <clears throat> wow, puberty, huh? Yeah. And, um, training. Sure. And, you know, I mean, I, cause to be honest, I was already a little bit in disbelief that you said, we don't want these nachos and their uh, chicken is off. And then you were still charged for that. For me, that's yeah. like one Oh one, right? Like somebody with a year or two of experience would be like, okay, we'll take that from your bill. You veggie burger instead. Great. And you didn't do that thing where you go, we didn't like the nachos, but four fifths of it is eaten, right? You right. did it like we've had a few bites and we are well aware that this is not good and we don't want this. Right. right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Crazy talk, man. So I will tell you a situation that I had recently. I'm mm-hmm. not going to name the city. I was in a number of cities. Halifax. No, don't Yellow stop knife. Oh, You did that to me. <laughs> How dare you? Oakville. All right. Nobody does that to me. I was in Oakville. I was in Burlington recently. Thank you very much. Um, I won't name the place because it's okay. one of the best restaurants in Canada. Oh, okay. It's one of the best restaurants in Canada. Okay. And there was this tiny blip, Ooh. this tiny moment. And I just wish I could, I, I wish I could have been friendly enough with the server to be like, hey, what were you thinking in that little Oh, moment? snap. Okay. So I order, look, I go there early because this place packs up. It's not Listen, huge. You got I money go to early. spend. They know who you are. You're on the guest list. Everybody who needs to serve <laughs> Ali Hassan from CBC no, very well. You know goes. that's not how it goes. Don't you don't you paint that picture for anybody? Okay. This place is packed on a Thursday and a Friday. Can't get a reservation. But I land on a Wednesday, and I'm like, let me just go when it opens. Five o'clock. I sit at the bar. Sure. Right away, I order a drink. I order two appetizers. I order a main. It's clear that this guy's going to sit here, enjoy himself, spend some money as I do. What's the drink? Uh, I started with a beer and then I went into margaritas and you okay. know what he did? You know what yes. he did? Which I've I need to know. Had? I need to know. I need uh, to know. Margarita on the rocks or up. Yeah. I love that. Dude. I've never been asked that in my oh, life. Really? I'm like, Hold on a second. Up. He goes, yeah. He goes, the, uh, you know, the owner of this bar of this restaurant used to be a bartender. So he always told us, always ask that question. I go, well, it's kind of a game changer. I, right. I don't like 17 cubes at the bottom of the margarita and you're <laughs> I don't right, like right. that at the end. I like the flavor of a margarita. Sure. And it was up, no rocks, but of course, you know, chilled properly and all that, made made well. Margarita, the drinker's Gatorade. The drinker's Gatorade. I always feel you. Listen, it gives me the electrolytes I need. If I've been sweating, and I sure, do, sure, and sure, I sure. need a little pick-me-up, for me, the margarita is the place to go. The salt, sure. I'm everything. Having a, I'm having a visual of you just tonguing the outside of that glass, and it's, Damn not, straight. Uh, it's not pleasant. So I order a couple of things. Both are fantastic. Okay. With two appetizers. Then the main comes. And the main was a halibut. And uh, it's uh, it's supposed to be grilled. Okay. So it's yes. okay. off the grill. Now, keep in mind, I'm the first customer in this place. Oh, I have a story to follow up this. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the halibut arrives dead cold in the middle. Oh. And it's, party, the outside. and it's party of one, right? It's just yourself. It's myself at the oh, bar. Oh, snap. Okay. And it is cold. Like, like it was almost Just fished gonna, out of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Like super cold in the middle. Right. So I tell this server, um, no, so the bartender has been serving me, but then I tell the person who brought the food, who's, yeah. you know, more sort of a head server. And I told her, I go, and, and you know, I've told you this before, Marco, I always go to, maybe I'm the problem. 
I'm like a great, if anybody wants to gaslight somebody, I'm the best for that because I go, maybe they're right. Maybe I did screw up. I always blame myself for Usually you are. If you listen to this podcast, usually you're the antagonist, the problem. I get it. Like, I totally get it. You know what? We have loyal listeners who will go back through the episodes and send you every time you've been a complete mess on this podcast. Laurel? We don't want to invite that. We we look to you. Laurel? Okay. (laughs) So, man, it's cold and I'm like... What happens is I immediately, I recognize cold fish, warm on the outside. I go, it's actually, it's not cooked in the middle. And she goes, oh no, it's supposed to be like that. No. No. And does now, it say cold in the center? When Does it say halibut in the, in the, the center? Menu, in the menu it didn't. But I go, so here's my little moment, right? She goes, oh, it's supposed to be like that. I go, okay. And now... I'm starting to like, what do I do about this? Um, do I just yeah. leave this out of protest? I'm not going to eat this. Do you right. think this is supposed to be okay? Yeah. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is supposed No, it can't be. I, like, I'm going through all these emotions and like, should I talk to the bartender who I've been friendly with? Like, hey, man, right. or should I just leave it? Leave this as a good experience, whatever, you guys. Hopefully they don't charge me. If they do, I'll say, look, I didn't eat it because I found it. I don't know. I'm, I've got a bunch of emotions going. And in the time, and I'm going to say it was about 15 seconds she comes back and she goes, you know what? I'm going to have to make you a new one. I go, no, it doesn't have to be a new one. Just this can be thrown back on the grill. But the thing is, it had like this shaved fennel and greens right. on it. This beautiful herb. Plus your um, fork went in it, in your mouth, back in it. You don't put that back on the grill. Sorry. Well, the grill, you know, it's operating at, let's say, 600 degrees. It would kill my fork germs, Mark. I don't yes, know. You don't. No. You don't? I don't, want, of, of... I don't want a steak that's been touched by the halibut that was formerly in your mouth totally, back on the grill. Totally. The There's one not thing enough you can heat. do is put it in a plate in a microwave. That's what they do at horrible <laughs> restaurants. But I was like, ah, I feel bad. She goes, no, no, no. I want you to be happy. Yeah. I want you to be happy. And now yeah. she's taking it. I go, I, she goes, I want you to be happy. And so she so sort of semi-forcefully takes it. Good. And now I'm like, what happened in that 15 seconds? Yeah. Like, First of all, what happened when I told you it's cold down the middle? What was that all about? Right. And secondly, what happened in that 15 seconds? I think she just did some math and some equations. And uh, you know what? It was fantastic. It comes back. Right. And she was like, is that uh, to your liking? She goes, I'm sorry. I think maybe I go, look, I was the first customer. I think maybe they the grill maybe wasn't uh, as hot as they thought it was. They're just getting started up. Uh, so I totally get, they comped one of my margaritas, they Good. comped one of my appetizers awesome. and it wound up being a wonderful experience. Ugh. The only reason I'm not naming them is because I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like I'm putting them on blast at sure, all or that, sure. that, that woman, that server. But it, the reason I'm telling this story is because if you're in the service industry, if you're, or you're on the other side, you know, there are these human moments sometimes yeah. where you go, oh God, you, what you do is you. You know, my, my friend Asif and I talk about this on this uh, on this podcast that I have, Doctor versus Comedian. In the medical industry, there is unconscious bias. Yes. You know, and you look at somebody, you hear their tone, you see what they ordered, you look at the time, and you do a bunch of math. You go, oh, it's one of these type of customers. Right. It's one of these, oh, he's got a problem with everything, blah, blah. But that wasn't me, man. I'm no. chatting it up with the bartender. I'm ordering. I'm enjoying. I'm being, like, lively. I'm having a good time. So I think she put me in a, in a category, which already really shouldn't be doing. And then walked it back and was like, 
you know what? This doesn't make sense. What am I doing? Of course, right, we should right. cook the proper fish here for this guy. So you it know, was handled I, well, and I, I'll always go back. I've worked in a lot of restaurants, so I know the difference between when management and the owners empower the waiters to do something and, yeah. and the waiter feels comfortable going to management or the chef to say something. But I worked in restaurants where if something happened and you went to the chef, they blasted you. And, and I've, I've had arguments with chefs. The chef where, or the waiter? So, so, so as, the, the as a waiter, who? Oh, as, as a, a waiter, waiter, I've gone to tell, like a customer sure. said, this isn't medium rare or this, I, I don't like the way this is cooked or whatnot. And so you're stuck as the, as the um, waiter to go to the chef and say, customer wasn't happy. And then the, the chef takes it out on you. Of course. As, yeah. And I've, I've had arguments with chefs where they, they've yelled at me and I said, I didn't order this food. I didn't taste this food. You got a problem. Go talk to them. And one time I had a, a shouting match in the middle of a restaurant. Cause I was mm. talking to a, uh, a table and I said something and, and a chef came to me, pointed his finger in my face and said, if they have a question, you come to me, you don't just answer stuff. And then he walked to his station thinking that it was okay to bully me or I was going to sit back mm. and relax. And I'm like, dude, this isn't, this isn't my career. This is what I do for money. So at his station, I just blasted. Him. I said, if you ever talk to me again like that, I will walk out of this restaurant and you will not find someone like me to serve your food. And I was yelling. Another chef came in and was trying to calm us out. I said, no, no one talks to me like that in a restaurant and out. So you better watch yourself. And after that, that chef, Never behave like that to me again. Classic, classic. Uh, how to handle a bully, right? You stand but up to a bully. yeah, but here's the thing. So some restaurants don't empower their their waiters, yeah. and some restaurants, if you talk to the chefs, they can be volatile, and they're volatile to to waiters. So we don't want to bring uh, food back to them to say the customer wasn't happy. Management has to step in. And my thing is to any waiters out there. Managers get paid the big bucks to deal with stuff like that. So if a customer's not happy, the first thing I always say is, let me get my manager for you because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to get in trouble. If the manager's on duty, I will get them to come over because that's what they have to do. And I'll, I'll go over to my manager and I'll say, hey, Ali, table five isn't happy with the risotto. Maybe you should go talk to them. And the manager will huff and puff and I'll be like, either you talk to them or I tell the chef that they're not happy. What, what do you want me to do? I don't get involved. It's not my restaurant. My name isn't on the plaque outside that says Timpano's Bistro. So I'm here to serve, make sure you as a guest are happy. And I'm the conduit between management and the chef. So I will do what I can. So I advise any waiters out there, don't get angry when, when, when a customer isn't happy with their food. Who knows what's going on in their day? It's not for you to judge. Go to your manager. And if the manager isn't approachable, go to the chef or say, what do I do? This person's not happy. I, I do want to take just one second yeah. and maybe visualize and maybe manifest a place called Bistro Timpano. It's awesome. Dude, it, I mean, you already got the name. Yeah. That's half the battle, isn't it? The rest just, like, it'll just open itself. Uh, I will say this. I'm not a believer that the customer is always right. I stopped believing that a long time ago. Sure. Where do you stand on that? Are you like the, is that kind of a guiding principle with certain exceptions? No, the customer's right half the time, maybe. Like a customer Good. asked me yeah. asked yeah, I me if good. I could get the chef to cut a circle out of the pizza in the center because they didn't like to, I don't know, they didn't, I don't know what they didn't like. And I was like, you're insane. But I'm like, I'll ask the chef. And they did do it. I would have said no. Oh, no. And sometimes uh, you go, go home and do it. 
yourself. Sometimes customers aren't aware of certain cuisine and how it is presented and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if you were having steak tartare and you said to me, I'm sorry, this isn't cooked, I would then explain to you, oh, sir, steak tartare is actually served raw, sure. rare. It's a high-grade meat, blah, blah, blah. I would explain that to you. And I've done that with Italian food. Some people don't know what certain things are. I will explain it. In my explanation, you still might not like the dish. And that's when I that, that's when it's like, listen, I could fight with you and try to convince you otherwise and not get a great tip, or I could see if I can address this the best way I can. Now, a lot of times this happens when I'm really busy and I don't have all the time in the world to really sit and deal with it. I try my best. Um, but I think the customer too, when you have a complaint to make, you also need to gauge what's going on in the restaurant. And if the waiter's busy, just ask to speak to the manager. I think the onus on is on you as well to say, you know what? This halibut isn't the way I like it. I get that that's the way it's served. Maybe I should talk to the manager. I'd like to talk to the manager and take it out of the waiter's hand. So now you're bringing it to the next highest person up there. Sure. Sure. That's good. Yeah. I, um, I, you know, that vibe when you go into a restaurant and it's, uh, you know, the staff is like, look, I just work here. Yeah. That's when, you know, nobody's been empowered to do anything. And then you kind of have to move it up. Right. If you want something to, uh. You you were a manager in a restaurant. What would you do when customers would ha- customers would have complaints and want it? What what were would, you empowered I, to do? I was able to, and I and I exercised this often. I would take their glass of water and just dump it down the back of their okay, shirt. Okay, there you go. And you know they got a little hoo-hoo, refreshed, and I got you know I felt good. So I, I don't know. We felt it was a pretty good thing to do at the time. No, that was my fantasy sometime. Right. But you know we we also had a restaurant where. Like there was this, you know, there were pictures in the back of people who'd been blacklisted. There's Ooh. like this couple that goes around and then they, you know, they bring hair and they put sure. hair in the soup. And so one time I had to be like, okay, well, comp your soup. And then one of the older waiters was like, no, 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 no. Bring their soup here. He goes, look at the, look at the hair. It's a curly, curly hair. Who has curly hair in the right. in the kitchen? Nobody. She brought some hair from her house. She goes, I know this type of person. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But some of these older waiters, they're like, you know, they just, they just know. They're like, okay, they came in like this. They came in with big jackets. It came in like this. They ordered something. They're ready to complain. They're just too ready. Sure. And sometimes, you know. 20 years, 30 years as being a waiter, they, they, they can spot things that I can't as a manager. But in general, I was like, in the end, I was the one who was yelled at, right? The waiters right. didn't want to deal with the chef. So then I was that conduit. So don't worry, we'll take that back. What would often happen? What would often happen? It's an Indian restaurant. Right. That I managed for, for some time. And what would often happen is people come in and go, make it really spicy. Right. But what people don't understand is you, Jean-Sébastien, who grew up in Rimouski, Quebec, yes. your version of spicy is not the same as a guy named Sriram, who, like, uh, you know, has a chili, you know, coursing through his veins, tablespoon of, of chili powder on his breakfast, on yeah. his oatmeal every morning. Yeah. Like, it's just not the same. So they would be like, make it really spicy. And, you know, again, you don't want to, or I don't want to, judge a book by its cover. Sure. I don't want to discriminate. I don't want to be a prejudicial. I'm like, ah, this guy can't handle. So I go to the chef and I go, he wants it really spicy. The chef goes, all right, I know what really spicy is. And then it would go back and it'd be like, this is too spicy. And then you go to back to the chef. Imagine the chefs, yeah. you know, imagine what an Indian man, 45 years old, working with clowns in the back of his restaurant is going to say. You told me he wanted spicy, so I make it spicy. What the hell is problem? Like, so you just got to listen. You go, yep, yep. 
guy's an idiot. What do you want from me? I'm, I'm with you, bud. But this is what's happening. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they would take it very, very personally, which is, you know, and I think we talked about this before. It's very, very useful as a human being to have had those experiences of front of the house, back of the house, service. Yes. So that you have some perspective about what do you need to send back? What do you not need to send back? You know, I don't know if you have that, but uh, but I feel like I do. Listen, if if I'm having a problem at the table, if there's something that I don't like, generally I'll speak, I'll, I'll ask to speak to the manager. I will also say this. If I'm having a delightful experience, I will also speak to the manager. And more times than not, I'm That's talking good, to manager buddy. because of delightful experience. And I'll say to them, I'll say to the waiter, hey, um, Ali, in this case, can I speak to your manager? I just want to tell them what a great job you've been doing. The waiter's happy. And I always say to the manager, I'm sure you hear complaints all the time. I just want you to know that this server was fantastic. This food was fantastic. If the food is exceptional, I will ask to speak to the chef. I'll say, is there any way I can speak to the chef and compliment them? That's just me having worked in the restaurant because I, I know. You know what I would do? I wouldn't go and compliment them. I would go, I need the chef. I need to speak to the chef right now. Is everything okay? No, everything is not okay. And then the chef comes, as I told your server, everything is not okay. Everything is fantastic. And then you know, it's, well, what, this is, everybody celebrates. Oh, no, no, this, no, this is like this is a jerk's perspective. You do not do that because oftentimes the the chef might be too busy to speak to you, and you don't want to cause a false panic because no one has time for that. Obviously joking, but no, no, people don't think you're obviously joking. They're going to take what you say. They're going to try it out as a funny little bit in a restaurant. I'm not a role model to any of our listeners, no. and if I am, that's bad news for. Anyone who was like, let me do what that guy does. We do not recommend um, doing anything that we say ever on this podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, don't, I'll don't, don't do as we do yeah. uh, or do as we say. Right. Do what you need to do. But I will do say what this. You need to do. When I speak to, when I'm able to speak to chefs, and a lot of kitchens are open right now. So they'll say, sure, come with us to the pass. And the pass is where the food comes and sits before it gets to your table. I'll just say, I just want to let you know, we had a great time. Your food is fantastic. Thank you so much. I might say something very specific. How did you do those snails? It was, or whatever. And, and, and then they go, that was chicken, sir. That wasn't right, snails. Yeah, and, and they'll be like, oh, you know what? It tonight wasn't as good as I thought it was. I'm uh, sorry. I thought I was eating snails. And, and usually the chef is like over the moon, blah, blah, blah. And if you're going to, to do that, you better tip well because you don't want to be giving 15% and want to cause this whole big hubble baloo because I know what happens on this side. It's like, oh, you want to speak to the chef. You want to speak to the manager and then you left me 10%. Go to hell. You know, right? I, I know a guy like that. I know a guy like that who thinks that his compliments are part of the tip so that he doesn't tip no, as much. No, yeah, that guy, I, that I would not die. I once went to a Swiss chalet. We can't, we can't go eating with that guy. What Did you just say Swiss chalet? Yeah, I went to a Swiss chalet restaurant. In the country, we're going to Swiss chalet. Well, no, okay. I know. I'm just right, listen, it runs the gamut, right? I'm not a snob yeah. like you. I dine, I dine with the people. I dine with the kings and queens, right? So we go, <laughs> you just dine with the kings and queens of this country. No, no, I, I, buddy, you give me a taco hut on the side of a side of the highway. I'm in there. You know that about me. But how was on, your yes, dinner with Prince William, by the way, when he was in town? How was it? You know, uh, he sent a couple of things back. I see. Well, he's, uh, he's a bit particular about how he likes his meat cooked. Anyways, I'm at Swiss LA. For our listeners who don't live in Canada, it's a chicken roasters kind of restaurant, very casual, right? With some friends, and we ordered our chicken, and he ordered a salad and whatnot, and he got livid because the salad came at the same time as the chicken. And here's my thing. You got to look at the restaurant you're in. This place is kind of a bridge between fast food and sit down. Sure, so sure, sure. they're not good. It's not a fine full dining service where you're going to get the salad before your 
mains. It's not a mains appetizer type place. They're going to come out relatively the same. It came out the same. You got to cut some slack when you're in that kind of a restaurant. And I think that is exactly right. And that's when, when I say it's valuable to have the experience front to back in a restaurant, that's the type of perspective you get. Right. Daniel Tosh, comedian, had that joke about like everyone should be a server so that they realize that their ranch dressing isn't that effing important. Yeah. But I need it for my fries. You know what I mean? Like, was it, oh, only salt and ketchup? Now you have to go write a Yelp review and like make a waiter feel bad because you didn't get your ranch dress. Those kind of things, I think that perspective is like great. Cold fish is a whole other ball sure, game, sure. you know, salad coming, whatever. Well, people might say, why are you complaining about nachos? But if a pub can't do nachos right, there's something fundamentally wrong with a pub, in my opinion. Sure. Going, sure. Lo- going back to what I said the first time. Now, I got another experience that happened in Calgary that I'd like to tell because they handled it perfectly. So we're in this wonderful restaurant that I would recommend. I'm not going to say it now because I don't want to badmouth them, but you'll hear it on future episodes because we had the most wonderful time. We had gone to Calgary, par- Car- Calgary, partly to see a friend in a show. So she was fantastic. Daniela Blaskalik was in a show. Dora Marr, the Wicked One, really recommend it. And her partner, Joel, took us out for dinner before we went to see the show. And we, were, we weren't expecting it. We were in a very fancy restaurant. The food was fantastic. It is called Teatro. It is not the restaurant I'm about to talk to. So we're like, okay, but tomorrow when we take you for brunch with Daniela, it's on us. And they're like, no problem. Because we wanted to thank them and, and just show our appreciation. So, we get it. You're <laughs> generous. Come you know, on. Get to the restaurant already. We go this fantastic brunch place. Probably one of the best meals I've had in my life. Oh, We're wow. the first to arrive because we don't have a reservation. I don't think they ha- take reservations and it can get full. It's a nice day. We are the second table sat, the four of us. We're laughing. We're drinking coffee. We're having a great time. We order our food, but then we say, you know what? Let's start with a pastry basket first. We, wow. I was making some jokes and I said, Daniela only eats muffins at every meal, right? So we made this joke. Let's get the pastry basket. We're going to have the pastries. Great. The waiter, lovely woman, you know, she was very happy and um, brought the pastries and we're enjoying the pastries. And now the restaurant's filling up and we had flowers for Daniela and we had put it on a chair at the table beside us and someone came to sit at the table and we're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, well, it's our anniversary. Are these flowers for us? We made a big joke. We were having a good time. Blah, blah, blah. Great time. Coffee's flowing. Then after a while, we're talking and we're talking and we notice that tables who've come in be after us have Again, left. The, ta- left. The anniversary table that has six people is being served. We haven't been served. Our order has been put in an hour ago, it's been an hour that we're sitting, right? And we're like, what are we doing? And Amanda says, Amanda, my partner, says, I haven't seen our waiter in a long time. Because she had mm. been buzzing around asking us questions. At one point, she went to go take our pastry uh, plate away because it was done, as you can imagine. And she's like, yeah. can, I, can I take this plate? And Joel's on his phone saying, no, 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 no. And she's like, oh, oh. And we're like, no, no, he's on the phone. Uh, something's come up on social media, you can take it. Clearly it's empty, right? And so we joked about that. We don't see her. People are being served. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what should I do? And this is a restaurant that Joel has recommended. So he Mm. knows this restaurant. We don't, right? He goes, "I'll, I'll deal with this. And Joel's a very easygoing kind of guy, right? So he goes up, he speaks to them. He's like, look, we've been here. We were the second table to sit down and tables have come and gone and we haven't seen our meal, right? 
and I've got friends from out of town and blah, blah, blah. And this is the meal that we're going to take care of, right? So we're feeling all a little bit like, oh, wow, this is really weird. So finally, a waiter comes by and says, um, so your waiter freaked out and they're no longer here. They they had a bit of a panic attack. So they Was left. it because of Joel yelling? No, I don't no, know. No. I oh was joking with them too. Maybe, you know, maybe she didn't, she didn't take, she had a panic Your attack. Your sense right? of humor is an acquired taste. It's I not guess. for everybody. Oh my God. I you guess. ended somebody's career. She was new. She had a panic attack. She left, but she didn't, either she didn't tell anyone or management didn't think, oh, that person probably, that waiter has tables we need to look at, right? So they're like, and I was surprised that the waiter was so candid about this. Kind of, because I would say there was an issue. The person had to go home, and and sorry, you know, this happened. But did they, did that waiter use the word freak out? Like, no, no, the, I used I interpreting freak out, but they said they had a panic attack. I okay. know freak out isn't a medical term to to, yeah. to describe mental. No, no, no. Mental I just distress, want to know. But, uh, I'm just curious about you know what what was the level of candidness there? No, no, it was like they had a panic attack and they and mm. they left right. And I was like, oh, and they're like, so we're gonna get a a waiter to your to your table right away, right? So we're like, okay. And then we felt bad for the waiter, and and we were blaming Joel at the table, of course, mm-hmm. as one does. And then the waiter came over and said, I, I'll be taking over your table. I just want you to know your whole meal will be on us. And I was like, wow, that's uh, very that generous. We were still having that? a good time. We weren't expecting that. If they would have said, listen, your coffees are, are on us, I would have been more than happy, right? Sure. Um, but they're like, your whole meal is going to be on us. Maybe. Yeah, maybe the sweet basket, that would have been fine. Because w- you can gauge the table and, and how, how much fun they're having and whatnot. And you can figure things out. But they were like, they took this from the start and they had control of it and they, they made it right from the beginning. They sent the most experienced waiter over who was so attentive. Then the manager came and said, I'm so sorry. I hear you didn't have a great experience. Your waiter did leave. I apologize that this got sort of, um, you know, got out of our hands and we didn't address it right away. Please know your, your food is on us. We really apologize. And we're like, thank you so much. And it was wonderful. And they really took control. And I'll tell you this, whatever money they lost on that meal, they will get from me. Over but the listen, years, I am going to go to I that was restaurant. Just, but I was just going to say to you, why don't you name the name? This this is fantastic from top to bottom. Nothing that's a fault of their own happened. And even the person who had a panic attack, you could argue it wasn't her fault. She just maybe knew, not in control right. of her emotions. Who knows, who knows what happened? I'm assuming you guys had nothing to do with her panic attack. And, and you know, right. nothing is their fault. And they know how to handle. We can drive some business their way, Marco. Why I, I will, are you being I will name them at a later date because I don't want this person who had the panic attack to be singled out or figured out based on this restaurant. All right. They had they had something going on. And I respect that. I don't want to single it out or I don't want people to be able to deduce who it was. So I'm not going to name them at this time. But I had one of the best one of the best eggs Benny I've ever had in my life. And Amanda had this croque madame. And I was like, she was like, she couldn't stop raving about it. This place was fantastic top to bottom. I'll tell you after the podcast what the name of the restaurant is. And I will no. tell I will tell everyone who goes you know to what? Calgary. And, and you guys, you know, our dear listeners, I will tell you first thing next week. I will not keep things from you. I might have to. But I, I will. Mean, listen. Look, the name- he's some genius uh, who's going to evade your uh, forensic skills. He's going to talk about a restaurant in Calgary in like two episodes and then everyone's going to figure it out. But anyway, that's fine. That's fine. I will I will cushion it with multiple restaurants in Calgary so you can figure it out or you might to code it. But I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to do that at this time. But they were fantastic. They handled it so well. Every single person I know who goes to Calgary, I'm going to strongly recommend this. Whatever they lost. In that particular meal, they're, they'll mm. more than gain from me and my friends who I recommend this to. Sure. Well, that's great, buddy. And my, I think my favorite thing here that you said, which is, you know, 
COVID has had the, the tentacles of COVID have obviously been very far reaching, and I think sure. service has taken a huge hit. People are not comfortable coming to work. Uh, people have not been shopping or eating uh, for a long time. They come back with certain expectations. It's a, it's a really bad sort of perfect imperfect storm. You know, restaurants are scrambling yeah. to get to get employees man. right that they've That's lost, it. and so maybe Dude, the employees. I had a bank teller. I yeah. had a bank teller with a neck tattoo the other day. I'm like, oh man, we're just like. That wouldn't have that wouldn't have happened five years ago, no. right? Like a bank, massive neck tattoo right up to the back of the ear, and like uh, just ripped and chiseled. I was like, okay, they're just like, hey, we don't have any discrimination against anyone anymore. Whatever you look like, just come in. If you want to work here, right. we're hiring you. That's the feeling I get. Though it sounds like you have an issue with any financial people who have neck tattoos. Look, it's a teller. It's just. Please count it correctly. Fair oh, which, enough. By the way, he, he put it in the wrong account. He put it in oh. the wrong account. He put it in my. Uh, well, there you go. I was paying my. I was paying my taxes, and he put it in the HST account. Uh. So anyway, look, his his focus was on his neck tattoo. I, no, his focus was on that. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't well trained yet. So anyway, I think right. my point of all this is we're going through some real growing pains. Sure. Which, you know, we're like, why? We're all uh, grown up. Why are we? Because of the pandemic. This is very, you know, it's really a natural thing that's happening. But I think the best thing you said on this podcast is compliments. Yeah. When I was in sales, you know, one of the Bibles we had was the, um, the one minute manager. The one minute manager is this great little book for anybody who, who manages people. And it is about taking that one minute to train and also taking that one minute to, uh, praise. And when you're managing people, it's great. And you know what? I, I, I think we may be forgetting it. Many of us, myself included, um, I'm great with, you know, the bartender. Hey man, the drinks were great. Thank you so much. But what about the servers? What about yeah. the chef? What about every, I mean, I, I, I think I can do a better job there and I do have so many great meals. Uh, and I think that's great, man. I think that's a good reminder to people to be like, don't forget that the opposite of complaining is praising. And we overall, we have more good experiences than we have bad. Otherwise, we wouldn't be going out. We wouldn't be doing these things, yeah. right? So, yeah, those praises will probably go a, a long way and, and probably quite necessary for a lot of people right now. Agreed. Agreed. And I'll say to managers, you know, I've, I've, I'm a pretty experienced waiter and I'm a good waiter. And I would often train new waiters. And at a couple of restaurants I went in, I was like, listen, you want me to train all this new staff? It takes so much time and ability for me to do this and so much, so much of me speaking and explaining things to them that you're not compensating me for that time. It's like I have a, a anvil tied to my dick and I'm dragging it around the restaurant as I take this person around explaining explaining to them, you know, what's going on. That's my doorbell ringing now if you heard that. But um, it's like- uh, Maybe I thought maybe somebody's just trying to punch up your joke. I've got an anvil on my dick, ding dong, right? It's like a hi-hat for maybe, your joke. Yeah. It's great. I, 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 comedian travels with his own hi-hat. But, but anyway, so I would say to them, like, you know, you have this expectation of me, but I'm not getting any compensation. And a couple of restaurants I went to, they would then give me a free meal that night whenever I trained someone. Still not enough in my opinion, but, but at least it was something. So remember yeah. that managers, you, you know, you've got to compensate people who are doing extra work because I was sure. setting up waiters to be great based on the years of experience I've had. I've told, I've taught so many novice waiters how to open a bottle of wine at a table. And, uh, you know, that's just the, the start of it. So sure. And my final comment yeah. will go to the flip. Cause I just said as, as, Consumers, clients, patrons, we should be complimenting. But on the flip side, management, 
you know, a lot of this, what situation we're in, a lot of this lies on ownership and management where we're not working hard enough to retain good people. My daughter works at a, a retail outlet and somebody who's been working there for three or four years asked for a raise and was told flat out no. Okay. That's fine. But he was told no with no promises of like how he could get a raise, right. what he can do. It was just like, no, sorry, we can't do that. But you know this brand is doing exceptionally well. Sure. So when you, as a 30-year-old who's in retail, uh, who has three or four years of experience in right. this one store, feel that I'm not being valued, I mean, no, I don't know anyone who wouldn't who would be like, no, you should stay there. Every single person I know would be like, go where you're valued. Mm-hmm. Go where you're going to be paid even 50 cents more an hour because they're showing you that you're like, oh, we value the experience you got at this outlet. Come to our outlet. And the that truth, guy's gone. That the, guy's as good as gone. The truth is the knowledge that they have walks out that door with them. The ability that yeah. they have to sell your product or deal with your customers or do what they need to do. When you have a valued employee, you need to treat them as though they're valued, not just someone who's replaceable. Because I'll tell you this, in today's day and age, they will replace themselves. They'll find other work. Sure. Sure. At my daughter's place. I mean, there's uh, uh, at her place of work, there's people who are just not showing up on a regular basis. There you go. My daughter, who I'm sure does a good job. It looks like she's doing an outstanding job. Why? Because she's on time and showing up for her shifts. Like the bar is super low. Anyway, uh, all that to say, you know, owners, managers, business owners, value your employees where it's appropriate and, uh, and customers Value the uh, the staff and servers who are uh, who are bringing you good food and good service. Yeah, there that's you go. a good way to huh? put a nice pin on it. I do want to hear from our listeners. Would love to hear terrible service stories, or even better, terrible service that could have been an awful experience that was um, turned around. That was uh, turned around. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. did they flip it? How did they flip the script for you? Um, I also want to mention. Yes. We're very excited. We've got some great guests oh. coming up. Trevor Liu, right? Uh, author, restaurateur, fantastic dude. You have his book right now, which is called Double Happiness. Yeah. So if you uh, get a chance, I would recommend take this out of the library or buy this book. Have it in your on your cookbook sh- shelf. The Double Happiness Cookbook by Trevor Liu, L-U-I. Hope I said that right. And have it because we're going to be talking to this person and 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 to this great chef, I should say, not this person. And and you'll be aware of what we're talking about. You'll have more of an in depth sort of uh, insight right. into it. Beverly Crandon is a, a wine aficionado who is specializing in wine with ethnic food, specifically Caribbean flavors, but all kinds of international flavors. Beverly Crandon is going to be a guest of if ours. If you have a question about that, send us an email. We'll try to uh, bring it to Beverly's attention. I cannot yeah. wait. I have so many questions for her. This is, I'm, a, I'm already excited. I know. I'm not getting a word in edgewise on that no. one. And then uh, Suresh Doss, D-O-S-S, look up Suresh, phenomenal uh, food writer, food guide, tour guide of food. Uh, Marco and I, gonna, uh, we're going to be linking up with him in the month of June and uh, and and bringing you some uh, some of our experiences. Maybe we can have him on the show as well. Oh, we're, man. We're, we're gonna, anyway, we're in, we're in talks. Our people are talking to his people, by which I mean he and I are talking. Next week, get your grill ready. That's right. Yeah. Get that scraper, clean the crud that's on your barbecue grill, because we're going to be talking about barbecue and, and barbecue for the season. So get that grill ready. Don't worry if you're not a meat eater, because Ali will bring in some vegetable 
uh, sure. suggestions. Sure, or I will. Also, I think half our listeners are probably like, yeah, we've been grilling since March to Dum Dum. But anyway, don't forget there's different climates in different parts of the world, Marco, huh? Remember the world's a big place and stuff? So uh, we are going to talk about barbecue, though, because, yes, you may have been barbecuing for a while, but it's that time. It's that season. And this is, you know how excited I get about, you know, fresh flavors and, and spice and um, herbs and, like, pineapple salsas. Sure. And I, I, get, I get very excited right around now, May and June. Uh, I get pretty amped up, so we're going to have a, a very fun conversation, give you some great ideas. I want to talk about barbecuing and when you get in, invited to a barbecue, what to do, and when you're hosting a barbecue, how to, how to work that out. For me, that's important because we talk about barbecuing and barbecuing, but barbecue barbecuing is often an event where you invite people to your home to enjoy uh, you know, the fruits of your grilling and you get invited to, to the home. So what do you do in those, in those situations? So that's what I'm going to focus on. Okay. You yeah. do that. Buddy. That right. is your right. That is it for our show. Marco, tell people where they can reach us, please. That's right. So we're on social media. This podcast is delicious. Instagram, Twitter. And if you want to email us, this podcast is delicious at gmail.com. We'll talk to you soon until we eat and drink again. <laughs>